Some for us to be here this morning so we can sing praises unto God. Amen. Because somebody said he's sweet. I know. He's sweet. Dark clouds may rise and strong winds may blow. But we'll tell the world everywhere we go that I found a savior and he's sweet. I know. Amen. He's sweet. I know. Yes, he's so sweet. I know. You know that dark clouds may rise. Will and strong winds may blow. Will I tell the world wherever I go? I'll tell them that I've found a Savior, and He's so sweet. No, I'm singing He's sweet. I know, yes, He's so sweet. I know, you know that dark. Clouds may rise, will and strong winds may blow. Will I tell the world wherever I go? I'll tell them that I found a Savior. Singing, he sweet. I know, yes, he so sweet. I know, you know that dark clouds may rise, will and strong winds may blow. Tell them that I found a Savior, and He's sweet, I know. Amen. I woke up this morning with my mind, you know it was still, still on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind, you know it was still, still on the Lord. Well, I woke up this morning with my and you know it was still, still on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know it was still, still a home. Well, I was singing and praising with my, and you know it was still, still on the Lord. Well, I was 
singing and praising with my and you know it was still still on Jesus hallelujah 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 now I am walking and talking with my and you know that it's still still on Jesus now I am walking and talking with my and you know that it's still, still on the Lord. Now I am walking and talking with my, and you know that it's still, still on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I woke up this morning. And with my mind, you know it was still on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my and you know it was still, still on the Lord. Well, I woke up this morning with my and you know it was still, still on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 amen, amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Our most holy and everlasting Father, we just thank you so much for another day. We thank you so much for allowing us to come here together to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you so much for all of those who are represented here, Heavenly Father. We ask a special blessing to those who wanted to come but couldn't, Heavenly Father. Continue to look down upon us, Heavenly Father. Help us to grow, Heavenly Father, uh, in all the ways that you would have us to, Heavenly Father. We just thank you so much for, for this opportunity. We pray that you will continue to keep your arms around us, Heavenly Father. Bless those who are sick. Afflicted this time, Heavenly Father, we pray that you will restore them to a most wanted portion of their health, Heavenly Father. Continue to bless this land and country, Heavenly Father, and to uh, continue to help us to be the lights that you would have us to be, Heavenly Father. We thank you, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. God is good. And all the time. Preacher, but preacher looking good. Y'all doing all right? Y'all looking good. Amen. Let's uh, fire it up a little bit as we prepare for our minister to come forward. If it's convenient for you, please stand. Please stand. Yeah. Let's sing uh, about living in glory. How many of y'all don't mind living in glory? I live in glory. Oh, yes, I live in glory. I like to stay here longer than man's allotted. And watch the fleeting changes of life's uneven ways. But if the Savior calls me to that sweet home on high, I'll live him forever in glory by and by. Oh, yes, I'm living, I'm living by him. You know I'm telling. Sing love stories, sing them there on high. You know they're with my dearest 
song says, oh yes, I'll live in glory. And that is an absolute fact for the people of God, not because of what we deserve, uh, but because of the one that we serve. If y'all get that, say amen. It is uh, fitting to say that the Lord has blessed us. We are alive. We are, we are so fortunate to see another day. Uh, we know that the gift of another day is not anything that we deserved. It is not as if God owed us anything, uh, but he has been so kind, he's been so good, he's been so favorable towards us uh, that he blessed us, and for that we want to say thank you. As, as we start today, there are a couple of items uh, that I want to pray about before we get started with our message, and I pray uh, that you all will join me uh, in these prayer efforts. There's one thing that I know about Pembroke Park. Pembroke Park is a praying church. If y'all get that, say amen. And I know that prayer changes things. Three things I want to share with you. Uh, number one, um, Sister Stanley informed me on this morning uh, that Brother Jackson is in ICU uh, and, and he is uh, on a ventilator. Uh, and we know, we trust and believe that God is a healer yes. 
uh, and he's a way maker. If you all get that, say amen. Uh, so we want to pray for our brother also. Um, I, I, our hearts, even now, are just in a meditated way uh, with uh, Brother Adrian, you all know Brother Adrian. He comes typically with his family. Uh, always, our dear brother always bringing his children. Uh, many in their house right now are struggling with COVID-19. Uh, but, but we know that God is a way maker. If y'all get that, say amen. And we, we, we trust that thought. Uh, so we want to be in prayer for his household. Also, I received word uh, from Sister Matt, Natalie McCray uh, that her children's father passed away to yesterday. Um, so we are definitely in times where we need prayer. If y'all get that, say amen. And one thing I know about God is that uh, when we pray to him, God knows how to make a way. If y'all get that, say amen. So let's take a moment before we start anything. Let's bow our heads. Let's talk to God and let's surrender to God uh, these three very important matters because we know that he uh, can make a way. Let us pray. Almost righteous and awesome heavenly father, uh, King Jesus, we come to you at this time with our heads humbly bowed. And Lord, uh, we just want to say thank you. Uh, Lord, we thank you because there is no one, absolutely no one who blesses us, who keeps us, who helps us through our challenges quite like you. Lord, there is uh, no one who gives us strength when we feel like we don't have strength, who provides us with direction when we seem like we are aimless. Uh, there's no one uh, who is as connected and as kind toward us as you are. And for that, Lord, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we pause at this time to lift up uh, the occasion of three whom we love, not just these individuals, but the families that surround them. Uh, Lord, I lift up to your throne uh, the matter of our dear brother, your son, your servant, and the person of Brother Jackson. You know the specifics of all that is going on with him. Lord, I pray that you will not only bless him, uh, but that you will guide the hands, the minds, and the hearts of all of the medical professionals uh, that are surrounding him right now, uh, that you would cause them to move with wisdom, that you would grant uh, the guidance of their hands and just the use of their ingenuity to bless our brother uh, to be made whole. When he is, Lord, we know that all the praise, the honor, and the glory belongs to the true healer uh, who utilized mankind as vessels for his work, and that is it belongs to you. In the interim, dear Lord, I pray that you would bless uh, Sister Stanley and the entire family, uh, Lord, as they strive to just to keep their heads up in this season. Lord, we know that it is, uh, it is challenging uh, as we are in the midst of this pandemic and all of these uh, social ills and all of these health crises, dear Lord, it is challenging uh, for us to push through and to press on. But Lord, we know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Uh, and dear Lord, we trust that if anyone knows how to strengthen us to keep moving forward, Lord, you can. Lord, we lift up also our dear brother Adrian and his entire family as they are uh, uh, warring with the, this, this pandemic that has impacted their home personally. Uh, dear Lord, I pray that you would just safeguard our dear brother and all his beautiful children. Dear Lord, that you would keep his entire house, his bride, everyone safe, whole, and well uh, so that when uh, they make it on the other side, they can once again gather together at this place uh, and sing praises unto you. Uh, Lord, we also lift up to your throne uh, our very own sister, uh, Sister Natalie McCray, uh, who shared with us uh, that her children's father uh, passed away yesterday. Lord, 
Uh, what a devastating blow. Lord, our hearts right now are with all of the family of uh, this young brother, especially uh, his children, dear Lord, that you would just touch their hearts and bless them in only the way that you can. Lord, it is a challenging window uh, to lose a parent. There is nothing uh, that compares to such a blow. But as one who can attest, I know uh, that you can guide them towards healing. So, Lord, I pray uh, as you will just keep them in these days to come, that you would just wrap your loving arms around them, uh, that you would just give them that peace that surpasseth all understanding, uh, that you would be their bridge over troubled waters. Lord, we thank you because you're better than good, and we know that we could not make it without you. Bless us and keep us as we prepare our hearts and minds to enter into worshiping you on today because you are certainly deserving and worthy to be praised. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen again. Let me just tell you all that you all look amazing. Say amen if you can. Uh, you all look absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I believe this has got to be at least the third Sunday in a row where I can see you smiling through your mask. Amen. I can see you. I can see you smiling through your mask. So I'm grateful uh, for what the Lord is doing in this place. Just expressing my deepest appreciation to all of those who have served in our service as far, bringing us to this point. Thanking uh, Brother LeCount and his team for just aiding us uh, with our wellness and welcome, checking everybody's temperature, making sure that we all made it in here safe and sound. Uh, so thankful. Uh, to Sister Bernard. I'm, I'm looking at all the, the place markers now. We've got uh, six feet of distance and style in here right now. God bless you, Sister Bernard. Those Y'all, let's give her a love deposit. Those look awesome. Yeah, those look absolutely awesome. Those, those look absolutely awesome. So we're appreciative to our sister uh, who has blessed us in, in a big way. And not only that, uh, thanking to all of our members of security, all of our ushers, those who have just labored to help us to get together. Brother Bernard for always gathering together. Our brothers getting them together. Uh, Pat for leading us powerfully in praise. Amen, amen, my brother. You know, uh, the only thing, the only thing that's, that's hindering is that uh, uh, in the midst of the pandemic, we didn't get to do our backslap, brother. I tell you, I, I, we didn't get to do it, man. We didn't to do it. Uh, uh, we might have to get some hazmat suits and get us one in before it goes. Yes, indeed. But, uh, uh, but nonetheless, I'm just grateful to my brother and all of those who serve. And not only them, but also thankful uh, to the Pembroke Park family. Uh, you all look wonderful today. If you all get that same, man. Uh, Pembroke Park, I'm going to tell you something you already know. God is better than good. God is indeed better than good. And and it, 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 it enables us, it enables us to walk forward uh, and to trust his direction because we know indeed that he is truly better uh, than good. Today, I, 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 my heart feels led just to encourage uh, my brothers and my sisters uh, to know that not only is God better than good, but he is certainly uh, uh, deserving and worthy of our commitment. That is, uh, it is a good idea. It is a good idea uh, to lock in with God and to stay locked in uh, with God. I want to tell you all this morning, uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm rude to our visitors who are not visitors, uh, to anyone who's visiting with us, be it in person or digitally online, I want you to know that you are our honored guests. Uh, please, if you're ever in South Florida, there is a socially distant seat waiting for you for those who are still worshiping virtually because uh, just health precautions and being safe, we totally understand and we are honored and blessed and glad uh, to be able to serve you in this uh, digital format. If you all get that, say amen. 
If you got your copy of God's holy and divine word, I, I really just want to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, meet me, if you will, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, today, uh, while, I, I, while I want to share with everybody, today I, I want to encourage God's people uh, in a bold way. God bless you for standing for the reading of the word of God. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Uh, we're going to look simply at verse number one. 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, looking at verse number one, uh, and, and then we will uh, take flight from there. Hebrews chapter 12, uh, uh, verse number one. If you have it, say amen, and if not, say wait. Let me tell you that you all look amazing this morning. I know I tell you, but I got to tell you one more again. Y'all look amazing. Amen. I, man, I just have to see Sister Harold is in the building. Glory to God. It is good to see my sister. Yes, indeed. These vaccinations are just blessing lives out here. Say amen if you can. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, we're looking together at verse number one. Again, if you have it, say amen. amen. If not, say wait. Since there are none, listen, listen, Pember Parker, this, this is for you. This is for you. It says, uh, therefore, therefore, the Hebrew writer says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Therefore, we also, we also, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, the Bible says, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run. Someone say run. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Uh, I want to read that verse one more time because it's so beautiful. It says, therefore, we also, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, the Bible says, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. If you all see that, say amen. You all can take your seats. Bow your head with me. It's a habit of mine. I'd like to uh, talk to God before I begin to preach to you all. Y'all pray with me. Almost righteous and, and awesome Heavenly Father, uh, King Jesus, we come to you at this time with our heads humbly bowed, Lord. We just want to say thank you. We thank you because you've been the compass and the director of our lives. Lord, we know that there is no way uh, that we could have made it uh, from where we are to where we would be without you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so kind. You've been so wonderful. And Lord, for that, we just want to thank you. Lord, even now, as we confront your word, we trust and believe that there is a portion of your word that will only add to us being able to live as the people you've called us to live as, to be the people you've caused us to be, and to move in the mission that you've caused us to serve. Dear Lord, in order to do that, we know that there is a necessity for your word. You told us in your word that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And since it is such, we already know, we already know uh, that the devil is busy. He already knows that there's power in your word and he's going to do everything he possibly can to try his very best to cause these, my brothers and my sisters, your daughters, your sons, your servants, our visiting friends, he's going to try his very best to cause us to think 
think on anything other than your word. Lord, I pray uh, that you would just help us uh, this day to push aside everything that would even appear to be a thing and to give our minds to the only thing that matters, and that is uh, the, the reading, the reception, and the, 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 the acceptance of your word. Dear Lord, it is my prayer uh, that these, my brothers and my sisters, your daughters, your sons, your servants, our visiting friends, it's our prayer uh, that they are not just informed, but they are more so transformed by your word. Lord, last but not least, I beg of you, please help me. Humbly, I submit myself before you. King Jesus, please help me to share your word with your people, your way, adding nothing to your word, taking nothing away from your word. And at the conclusion of all things, if anyone is blessed, if anyone is inspired, if anyone is encouraged, help them to know that none of the praise belongs to the preacher. All the praise, all the praise belongs to you. Lord, we thank you. We praise your name and we certainly do love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen again. Uh, let me just say that the book of Hebrews is, is phenomenal in its composition, and it's phenomenal in its composition because it truly does seek out to achieve uh, the objective uh, that is set before us. And, and the objective is simple and clear. The Hebrew writer desire, desires, rather, with his entire heart uh, to enable the people of God in the greatest way that they can uh, to grow, to be transformed, and to be reformed by the word of God. Uh, the process in which he does that, he does that because he challenges the people of God uh, not simply just to see, not simply just to see the workings and the doings of God, but he really wants us more than anything to see what God is doing for us. If you all get that, say amen. And I know, I know God is a good God, and he's doing so many wonderful things around us. Uh, this morning, our clocks were set back. Say, no, set up, set up. Not set back, set up, set up. You know, we like the set back. Uh, you had that extra hour of sleep. Uh, you all, y'all look like y'all didn't lose an hour. Y'all got all kinds of good looks on your faces. Amen. But y'all know this was a push forward day. So you lost an hour. And why'd you lose an hour? We lost an hour uh, because of the way that the Lord has allowed for the sun uh, to travel around, or rather the earth, help me Jesus, to travel around the sun. Y'all pray for you, preacher. Y'all pray for me. Uh, he's allowed it to travel around of such uh, adjusting daylight time. And not only that, not only that, but wonderfully, not only has he done that for us, but also he's allowed uh, the rain to fall and he's allowed the grass to grow and he's allowed crops to grow. He's allowed animals to survive. He's doing all these wonderful things around us, but I don't want you to miss it. God is doing some great things, not only around you, he's doing some wonderful things within you. If y'all get that, say amen. If he woke you up, say amen. That should have been everybody. If he woke you up, y'all say amen. Uh, if he blessed you to start on this day, y'all ought to say amen. Uh, if he's giving you life, health, and strength, you ought to say amen. And we say these things, we recognize these things, Pembroke Park, because we know beyond everything that God has been better than good to, to us. God is the reason why I'm standing. God is the reason why I'm alive. God is the reason why I'm sustained. There is no blessing, no favor, no power in my life more active 
effective than the power of God. If you all get that, say amen. It is in light of the goodness of God. It is in light of the abundance, touch, and the love of God that compels, rather, it, it provokes me, it pushes me to give my best to God because God has given so much to me. I wonder, I wonder if I'm the only one now these days that just sees communion a little bit different. As I partake of the bread, I consider that all that God has given me, this partaking of this bread reminds me that he loved me so much, he was willing to die for me. And as I partake of the cup, it, it ensures my heart to never forget that he loved me so much that he let his blood pour out for me because it was only his blood that could atone for my sins. If you all get that, say amen. I see nothing but goodness from heaven toward me, nothing but love from heaven toward me, nothing but sacrifice from heaven toward me and it is because of that I find it not only needful I find it essential Pembroke Park I find it essential to sacrifice for him you see I know that that is the difference maker that's what enables us to push forward it's when we see that God has been so good to us no matter how bad it was for him he was so good to us they spit on him, but he was good to us. They beat him, and he was good to us. They whipped him, they mocked him, and he was good to us. And he was good to us because he loved us. So what I know is, I now know that God has shown me a pattern. He's laid for me an example that I can see how I, in the midst of all of my adversity, and all of my challenge, and all of my overwhelming days, even I can do as he did. That is, I can find the will within myself to give the best of myself to God in spite of all my challenges and all of my difficulties. If you all get that, say amen. If you all don't mind, this morning, Pembroke Park, I want to talk to you all on the subject, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. I, 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 love, I love that phrase. Uh, my, my uncle was notorious uh, for that phrase. He, he, he would drop it on you at any time. Keep on keeping on. And, and really, it meant whatever you're doing, just keep doing it and keep doing it till you can't do it no more. And what I'm challenging you all to do is I want you to understand that there are some things, Pembroke Park, that you're already doing. And you need to keep on doing these things because there is a reward for you on the other side. Typically, uh, whenever I preach and share a word with you, I, I, I strive uh, to be very exegetical. Uh, we'll stay in a passage and we'll, we'll, we'll pull out as much of that passage as we can. Uh, today, we're going to merge the two. We're going to be exegetical, but we're also going to be topical as well. That is, we're going to strive to see, we're going to strive to see a specific topic from the Word of God and allow that topic to transform our hearts. And I trust because God has blessed us to do it all so many times. I trust that even when we're done, we'll be able to say thank you, Lord, for blessing us with an informative word. If you all get that, say amen. Christians, visiting friends, allow me for, for just a moment uh, to tell you about uh, what I'm about to do. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm directing your attention to the word of God. I want you to focus on the word of God. And I'm doing this with a genuine purpose in mind. There's a reason for it. Concerning such a purpose, allow me to also clarify exactly what this purpose 
is. Why is it that the preacher wants me to bring my Bible to church? I got so many things at my house that I could bring with me. Why is he so worried about me bringing my Bible? Well, there's a reason for it. My brothers and my sisters with absolutely no concern for any measure of assumption. I want you to understand that this moment in time, this gathering is certainly not for entertainment. That is, uh, this is not about us hearing something that moves us to a space. Rather, this is about transformation. We encounter the word of God because we seek the word of God to adjust who we are so that we can be who he's called us to be. If you all get that, say amen. In addition to that, in addition to that, you also need to know that, that this word, this word brings to the heightened purpose who this hour is really all about. This hour is not about us. It's not about Pembroke Park. It's not about Kevin Jones. This hour is not about us. We're just blessed to be here gleaning from the, the, the fruit that falls on from the gracious gifts that we surrender to the one that matters. I want you to be clear and I want you to understand that this morning the direct intentions of my preaching. The direct purpose of my message, the objective of the sermon, the desire of my delivery is to say something in a God-infused way that will provoke us to take some form of action that would move us even closer to the glorious life that God has called us to live. If you all get that, say amen. For I believe that every gospel preacher, the world over, every gospel preacher ought to have a mind to do exactly what the first gospel preacher did. For you all remember Acts chapter 2, turn there with me if you will, Acts chapter 2, you all remember, uh, you remember how it was Peter who stood on the day of Pentecost to deliver the first gospel message and at the conclusion of his delivery, it wasn't that he was interested in these individuals being moved, he wasn't interested in them being amused, he wasn't interested in them being impressed, he wanted to touch them, to provoke them, to make the necessary changes so that they could get closer to God and that they could live a more glorious life. It is in verse number 37 that the Bible tells us, now when they heard this, that is, what is the this? The this is that Peter did then what I'm doing now. And that is Peter stood before people with a heart for God, ears perked to hear the word of God, and he delivered the word of God. And I know that the objective that Peter was seeking was satisfied. How do you know it, preacher? I know it because of verse 37. Verse Verse number 37, the Bible says, and when they heard this, they were pricked or cut to the heart, it says in the New King James Version, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Make no mistake about it. Pembroke Park, verse 37 is a beautiful verse. It's an amazing verse. It's a wonderful verse. It is a verse that dictates to you that there are individuals who have a heart that they want God to change. They see the word of God and they say, Lord, we don't allow the word to fall on deaf ears. We didn't hear Peter talk and we didn't get angry and we didn't want to fight him. Rather, we heard him talk and we love you so much that we realize it wasn't even about Peter anymore. It was about how can we make the things in our life happen so that we can 
can get closer to you, even more closer to you, so that we can live a more glorious life for you. If you all get that, say amen. And I want you to understand that that desire of Peter is the same desire that lays on the hearts of sound gospel preachers today. It's the desire that lays on my heart right now. For it is my desire, it is my objective, it is my purpose to share God's word in such a way that compels the people of God to get closer to him. To see the relationship that they need so deep and so necessary with him. If you all get that, say amen. However, you all know that there's a difference in what we want and what we do. There's, there's a strong difference in, in what we want and what we do. Uh, you know, we, we want uh, to save money. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, but what do you do with the money you have? Uh, if, if, if you uh, can't stay out of the mall, then you don't want to save money. Uh, we, 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 we want, we, we want to eat healthy, but, but for some reason we in that drive-thru all the time. Just, 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 it's what we want to do. And what I want to do and what I, and what I, exa- what I exact to do, those are two different things. So what are you telling us, preacher? It is possible, it is possible for the child of God to have a heart. And listen to me carefully. It is possible for the child of God to have a heart that says, I want to be better. I want to live better. I want to walk better, talk better. I I want to live by faith. I I know I'm talking to somebody when I say, I want to be a better Christian. I want to let my light shine. I want my life to be a life that when the Lord sees me on the last day, the Lord says, well done, thy good and faithful servant, because you were alive. The kingdom was better. People were better. People got closer to God because you draw oxygen. People gave themselves in a greater way to God make no mistake about it there are many of us that want that and I want you to celebrate that if you want that because that means that the spirit is willing if y'all get that say amen but it was God who said the spirit is willing he doesn't deny that but what he told Peter was the flesh though See, there lies our problem. The flesh is weak. And that is, Lord, it's not that I don't want to do right. Lord, I want to do right. But I've got some struggle going on inside of me. That struggle is overwhelming me. I want to love like you tell me to love. I really do, Lord. I want to forgive like you tell me to forgive. I really do, Lord. I want to give like you tell me to give. I really genuinely do, Lord. I want to try. I want to serve. I want to be committed. But, Lord, there's just something going on on the inside Lord that's the thing I really need your help with and I believe wonderfully my brothers and my sisters it's not me that's going to do it it's not you that's going to do it but God is going to help us to make that happen if you know that's right you ought to say man you see you and I you and I we understand one thing about ourselves we know that If we're ever going to move, if we're ever going to change, if we're ever going to evolve, if we're ever going to improve, it will never, ever happen in our power. Because I want you to know we're just not that strong. Say amen if you can. 
I just think about some of the things that, that the Lord has laid on my life these, these past few years. And I, I know that in the natural, in the natural, there's no way in the world I would have been able to stand in the gap that he's called me to stand. I realize that the only way we are able, church, is because God gives us the power to do so. So I want everyone in this place to understand that the thing you want, that thing you desire, it can happen in your life. The change that you have been fooled by the devil to believe that you can't change that thing, you can't overcome that thing. I want to be the first to tell you this Sunday morning in the second Sunday of the month of March that the devil is and will always be a liar. The devil is a liar and you have the power to be the best Christians you've ever been in your life. How is that? Because you're not going to do this with your power. You're going to do this by God's power if you all get that say man make no mistake about it my brothers and my sisters it is this reality of transformation that causes me to be reminded of the words of the apostle paul in first thessalonians chapter one y'all turn there with me if you will if you love the word of god say man first thessalonians the first chapter is where we are pembroke park i love hearing those bible pages turn first thessalonians chapter one And looking with me at verses 6 through 9, watch him as he says, verse number 6, the Bible says, and you. And when he talks to the church in Thessalonica, I'm so glad to know that y'all take comfort. He's talking to you too. He says, and you. Someone say you. You became followers of us. That's good news, church. You you decided, y'all remember the day, I decided to follow Jesus no turning back, no turning back. I'm not going to sing it. Just stay with me. I'm not going to sing it. Uh, y'all remember it, though. You remember it. Uh, the Bible says, and you became followers of us and of the Lord. How did we do that? Having received the what? The word in much affliction. Make no mistake about it. Paul says, your life was changed. You were changed. You were transformed. You were made new. And how did that happen? It happened because you decided to follow. And what was the lead that we were following? It wasn't that we were following the opinions of Paul. It wasn't that we were following the ideology of Paul. It wasn't that I was following uh, the thoughts and the, the notions of Paul. No, the Bible says you became followers of us and of the Lord. Well, that means now we're walking in agreement with God. And the Bible tells us so wonderfully that if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, uh, we have fellowship one with another. If y'all get that, say amen. Uh, the Bible says you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. That is, in your trying space, in your challenge space, the word touched you. The Bible would go on further to say, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became, the Bible says, examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe for from you, the Bible says, for from you you the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and Achaia but also in every place your faith the Bible says toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything for they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God if you all get that say amen pay attention to what Paul is saying Paul says Paul says because God showed up Paul says I didn't have to say nothing 
I mean, because God started to do some things in your life. Paul says it got to a place where Paul says, I could really just sit down. I could actually step back. I looked at you and I said, man, look at him go. Paul says, I ain't even got to say nothing. Why? Because now they're no longer, they're no longer drawn in a need to follow me. Now they are drawn in a beautiful way to follow God. If y'all get that, say amen. And what happens is, Paul says, when they got closer to God, their lives start to testify to other people. If y'all get that, say amen. Make no mistake about it. Can I just say this to you, Pembroke Park? Make no mistake about it you cannot even spell testimony without a test no you cannot even spell testimony without a test that is that is the testimony is only as vital as you are challenged so make no mistake about it when you find yourself in a difficult hour at your workplace or find yourself in a difficult hour in your marriage or find yourself in a difficult hour with your children I want you to know keep trusting in God keep your hand in God because God knows how to utilize your difficulty to draw you closer to him if y'all know that's right y'all to say amen Paul says it got so good it got so good down there in Thessalonica Paul says that when the people realize that as we get closer to God it just changes us I mean we start getting closer to God it starts changing us we start getting closer to God we start getting stronger we start getting wiser. We start be getting to a place where we can see even through our afflictions, those afflictions that he talked about in verse number six, we start seeing that even through those afflictions, God is still better than good. If y'all get that, say amen. And it is this reality that moves us forward. So we ask the question, well, preacher, you don't have to tell me too much more. I like what you're talking about. And I, I want some of what you're talking about. You know, you ever, you ever gone to, had a friend invite you to one of those uh, uh, multi-marketing level meetings? You ever gone to one of those before? Some of y'all are afraid to be inviting people. Say amen if you can. Uh, but when you go there, you know, you know what they have the presentation, right? And, and they have the presentation, they start talking about, yeah, if you sell this yogurt to two people and get two people to buy the yogurt and then them two people buy the yogurt and after a while you're just making all kind of money off of yogurt and you're like, I want to sell this yogurt. And before you know it, when it's all said and done, they ain't even halfway through. You're practically running down there and you're just throwing your wallet at them just so you can get some yogurt and be a millionaire. If y'all get that same man, what happens is, is that after you heard that word, you were so motivated by it that you decided, I now want to do that too. I see what they're doing and I want to do it too. If you get that, say amen. Well, is there a way for the people of God to have that same experience? That we could see how our proverbial yogurt has changed the lives of so many in a proverbial financial way. Is there a place for us where we can see that and it can compel us to want to give God more? If y'all get that, say amen. Well, I believe that there is, and, and I think that's what brings us to Hebrews chapter 12, uh, because Hebrews chapter 12, that's what that is for us. If you desire to grow, I'm not even going to say that because I know better. I, I, know, I, know, I know it's in this place. We, we all desire to grow. If you get that, say amen. Even preaching to you, I'm, I'm still in need of growth. If y'all get that, say amen. If, if you desire growth, change, improvement, and if you want it to happen before it's everlasting too late, then lend me your ear 
as I give you the, the equation uh, for spiritual commitment. Three things that you're going to get in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number one. Listen carefully. The Bible says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, I love it, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. For my note takers, there's three things you're going to get out of this verse. Three things. There's a, a bunch of things you could get out of this verse, but three things I'm going to strive to share with you today. And I'm talking to the people who are like, you know what? I do. I believe. I believe. I want to be better. You're right. I know that feeling. I know what it is to wake up in the morning and to be disappointed with last night because I felt like last night I could have been better. I could have been better. I really could have been better. I felt like I could have been better last night. And I feel that, I feel that, that ter tear of my spirit because the last night's behavior doesn't reflect the this morning's heart. If y'all know what I'm talking about, say, man, uh, if you know that feeling, then, then you really, really want to pay very close attention to what we're going to pull out of Hebrews chapter 12. Three things you got to know if you want to make that change. If you want to make that change, I'm talking about that change that the devil has been lying to you, telling you that you can't make. If you want to make that change, three things you got to get. Number one, you have to have a mind that is motivated. A mind that is motivated. Second thing you've got to have, you've got to have the courage to cut something off. Something has got to go. If you get that, say amen. Last but not least, you've got to be fixed on your future. You've got to be fixed on your future. If you all see that, say amen. First off, we deal with a mind. Someone say a mind. A mind that's motivated, a mind uh, that's motivated. Listen carefully again as I share this with you. The Bible says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. If you all get that, say amen. A couple of words I want you to see here, but the phrase I really want you to pay attention to is the phrase cloud of witnesses cloud of witnesses if you all get that say man uh, cloud we know what a cloud is uh, a cloud is essentially a mass of compound water it is the thing that if you're cutting the grass you thank God that they pass over give you a little bit of shade for a moment in time if you get that say man a cloud essentially is a mass of gathering of water it's the reason why we have rain it's the reason why if you look up you can kind of tell what the weather's going to be. The cloud will tell you that. The water above you will talk about the activity that's going to go on within you. But when he uses this term cloud, this mass, this gathering, this assembly of much into one, it's not a cloud of water that he's talking about. That's a different W. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a cloud, a great cloud of water. No, that's not what he says. He says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Now this word witness, we dealt with this in a Bible study. We dealt with this in a Bible study one time. And I shared with you all that the word witness, the word witness, the Greek word witness is the same word as martyr. Because uh, to be a witness and to be a martyr are one and the same. That is, a witness will stand on a truth and he or she is not only willing to stand on that truth, but they're willing to die for that truth. Say amen if you can. 
Y'all got quiet on me. Say amen if you can. Uh, and he's not only, he or she is not only willing to stand on that truth, but they're willing to die for that truth. So when he talks about this great cloud of witnesses, he's talking about since we are surrounded by this great mass of martyrs, this great, this great welling of witnesses, those who died in honor of a belief or a conviction. He says, therefore, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and that word, therefore, your Bible probably says, wherefore, it is there to say consequently or as a result of. That is, we are going to come to the notion of what he tells us in verse one because of something we learned about some others previous to this point. If you all are still with me, say amen. I need you to, I need you to miss, I need you to, I need you rather not to miss, help me Jesus, I need you not to miss the importance of your ability to receive Hebrews chapter 12 is connected to your willingness to receive Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we refer to that as the faith hall of fame. And I believe that any person who has any time in, in the book of Hebrews, the, book, the chapter 11 is one that is most impressive. Even when we're talking about the plan of salvation, we'll talk about Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. When we're talking about faith, we go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. But I'm not talking about faith, and I'm not talking about our transformation. I just want you to get to know the witnesses. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, there's a host of individuals. Time doesn't afford me to talk to you all about Abel and about Enoch and about Noah and about Abraham and about Sarah. I don't want you to necessarily get caught up in the people. I want you to understand why those people did what they did. Because I want you to understand that the only difference between me and Abraham is our DNA. That is, Abraham would testify, I'm just as much a human being as Brother Larry Bernard Sr., just as much a human being as Brother Elsie Alexander. He would, he would stand before us, and we've heard so many great things about him, so many wonderful things about him, that we may, we may vainly start to parallel the man to a superhero. And he'd let us know, no, 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 that's not who I am. That's not what this is. I'm just as much a human being as you are. And why is it so important for us to know that Abraham and Sarah and Noah and Enoch were human beings? It's important to know this because then we recognize if they were able to do it, then we can as well. So then, what was the difference maker for him? Because I think it's fair to say that Abraham just wasn't just any old somebody. He wasn't just your ordinary person. Well, the transformation came when we understood the lessons they taught us. And that is, Abraham was undoubtedly an individual. Enoch, Noah, Sarah, Abel, they were all undoubtedly individuals who were the products of a motivated mind. Hebrews chapter 11, look with me at verse number 13. If you love the word of God, say amen. Verse number 13 in chapter 11, the Bible says these words. Listen carefully. It says, these all died. All died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And seeing them afar off, they were what? Assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Old Pembroke Park, y'all don't even know how good that verse is. Listen carefully. What we're talking about here 
is that these individuals waited for something and died waiting for something that they never got a chance to see or touch. Don't you know that the coming of the Messiah was a transformative event? It was an event that the children of Israel waited with great anticipation for, for the children of Israel old would have given anything just to be able to be a part of the Pembroke Park Church of Christ. They, they would have loved for a chance to have been able to be a part of that reform and transform entity. But the Bible says every last one of those that you hear about in Hebrews chapter 11 all the way from the top to the bottom all of them died and they never got a chance to see it that is you sat on the bus stop and you believe the bus is coming the bus is coming and you died at that bus stop and the bus never came somebody would say oh what a foolish person sat there and died waiting on a bus that was never going to come well, the reason why a person would do such a thing is not because they lived for the arrival of what God was doing in their lives. No, they lived with a trust of what God would do ultimately for all mankind. If you all get that same man, it's the reason why I don't care or worry about what's going on on Capitol Hill. I don't lose my mind over it if y'all get that say man I, 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 I've gotten to a place now where just for my blood pressure I gotta chill out with politics say man if you can I gotta chill out I gotta chill out just, just, for my, just for my health so I can keep breathing and keep being around for my future grandkids long 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 time from now long time from now so I can be around to see them I, got, I gotta chill out with that stuff and when I get to chilling out with that stuff what it does is what it does is it helps me it helps me to keep pressing on in the day because I realize there's no sense in losing my mind of what's going down at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue because that's not where the change is made. I'm not losing my mind for what's going on over there because I know that regardless of who sits down there, I know who sits up there. And as long as I know the one that sits up there, everything's going to be all right. If you all get that same man. So he's letting us know. He's letting us know that there's something transformative about them. He says that these individuals have essentially detached themselves. They detach themselves in verse number 13. That is, there is a disconnection. They understand that the emphasis of my Savior is not connected to my circumstances. That is, if I'm having a bad day, it doesn't mean I serve a bad God. Yeah, I can have a bad day and my God could still be better than good. If y'all get that, say amen. Watch verse number 14 after he tells us that. He says, for those who say such things, what things? Those who say this world is not my home. I'm just here for a temporary time. They talk like crazy people. They sound like, you know what? I'm here and I got a temporary address here. And I know I got a house here and I'm paying bills here. But I got a mansion on the other side. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep on going over there. And they walk every day talking about a mansion they've never seen one time in their lives. I've never seen it at all, but I trust it's over there. I trust that not only is it over there, I trust that my people are over there. I trust that the late and great Juanita Jones is over there. I trust that her and Brother Marcus Brinson are having a good time over there. I trust that the people of God are over there. I trust that even now, Sister Tiny and all of them are chilling over there, and I know that if they're over there, I'm looking forward to get there, but I've never seen it one day in my life. So what keeps me going is I've got a motivated mind, and my mind is not motivated 
by the mansion before me. My mind is motivated about the mansion that awaits me. I'm not worried about what's happening right now. I know what God has in store to come. The Bible says that these individuals who've got a made-up mind, they've essentially detached themselves from this fundamental earthly life. I am in the world, yes, but I'm not of the world. That's a mind I gotta make up. Verse number 14, the Bible says that they're looking forward to a place that is greater than this. The Bible says they, those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Verse number 15, they're forward focused. I said they're forward focused. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. That is, if these individuals figured out that, wait a minute, I'm walking towards heaven and I don't even know if that's a real thing, we'd start to try to find the answers over here. But he says, no, they're not doing that. They understand that if we're going to do it, we're only going to do it by God's help. Verse 16, the Bible says, but now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. If y'all get that, say amen. These individuals, they are referred to as the pride of God. They are the pride of God. God says they make me proud. God sees them and God says, man, they make me feel good. And I want you to know that they are not millionaires. No, they're not millionaires. And they don't have mansions all over the earth. No, they don't have that. But they are feeling good. They're walking around. They're happy. They got their head held high. And why do you got that going on? It's because I know God feels good about me. And if God feels good about me, I feel good about him. And if God and me feel good about each other, I'm not worried about what's going on in this time side of life and yeah I may struggle with issues on this time side of life but me and God got a good thing going on and I may have some difficulties in this life but me and God have a shown up good thing going on and my bills may be challenging and my family may not want to know me sometimes and I may have adversity what's causing you to walk around with a smile on your face I'm not walking around with a materialistic mind no I'm walking around with a motivated mind I understand there's something greater than what I see here there's more than what's before me there's something greater than what I can smell, see, touch, hear, and taste. I understand that there's a heavenly country for a dedicated people, and I'm just going to keep on going until I get to that place. And I know adversity will come on the way. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to step on over, and I'm going to keep walking to that place. And I know bad days are going to come. I'm going to step on over, and I'm going to keep walking to that place. I'm telling you that the first thing you've got to do is you've got to get a mind that's motivated, not motivated by money, because that's an up and down mind and you can't be motivated by friends that's an up and down mind and you can't be motivated by a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's an up and down mind you've got to be motivated by something that once it shows itself to be good it will never stop being good and that is I'm able to change who I am if I keep my focus on heaven if y'all know that's right y'all to say amen that'll start to change how you react That'll start to change how you react. I wish I had time. I tell you, it would change how you react to people. I wish I had time. Y'all got to write it down. I'm sprinting right now. Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 7, verses 59 through 60. You start to read something that blows your mind. Stephen is being stoned for the faith. They're killing him. He's dying. Bible says, he says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin fell asleep dead how in the world he understood that this world was never my home it was never my home I was here but I'm really not here 
I mean, I'm, I'm here, but I know it's more to this that y'all get that same man. It'll change how you react to people. It'll change how you react to places. It'll change how you react to places. I wish I had time. I'd take you over to Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. Looking at verses 9 through 10. If you love the word of God, say amen. The Bible says that John was on the Isle of Patmos all by himself, stranded all out there, all alone, and the place is not good. You see, Stephen was around some people that wasn't good, but John is in a place that isn't good, and John says, I was in the spirit of the Lord on the Lord's day. That is, that is, I know, I know that the place ain't good, but I know that this world is not my home. Yeah, I'm here, but I'm not here. If y'all get that same man, it'll change not only how you react to people. It'll change not only how you react to places. It'll also change how you react to things. Y'all know where I'm about to go. Job chapter one, Job chapter one. If you love the word of God, say amen. Looking at verses 20 through 21. If you love the word of God, say amen. The Bible tells us Job arose and Job says, now I'm a little different. You see, Stephen was around bad people. John was in a bad place. I'm just around some bad things. Bad things are happening all around me. I lost my stuff and I lost my people and, I'm, and I lost my kids and I lost my property and I lost my crops. But he would say, naked I came from my mother's womb. Come on, church. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How do you start to think like that? How do I start to think like that? How do I get to a place where people don't shake me up so bad? Places don't don't shake me up so bad. Things don't shake me up so bad. How do I get there? You've got to get to a place where you understand that there's more to life than your address in Florida. There is a place where the streets are paved with gold. There's no more crying and no more worrying, no more death and no more adversity. And if God blesses me to make it over there, I pray that I get a chance to get there. And I'm going to try hard to get there. And I know that when I get there, I want to look over there. I want to see y'all there. Say amen if you can. Yeah, I'm looking for you, Brother Smiley. When I get there, I need to see you over there. I know my brother going to be over there. And make sure you got Sister Day with you. You bring on in there with you too. I need to see both y'all in there. And when we get over there, we're going to have a good old time. Because we realize that, yes, this old building may be leaking. But we've got something on the other side. And that's what keeps me going. If y'all know that's right, y'all to say amen. You get to a place where your mind is motivated. I'm, I'm living for something that's more than just my paycheck. I ain't living for that. I'm living for something that's more than just if, if he texts me back. I ain't living for that. I'm living for something more than, than, than whether or not uh, she, she, she is telling people on Facebook that we date. I'm living more than that. I'm living more than that. Well, what are you living for? I'm living for the new Jerusalem. That's what my mind is fixed on. Now, once my mind gets there, I have to understand... That for me to keep it there, some stuff's got to go. I can't be here and keep everything. You know, I'm going to tell you all what. Boy, uh, I, 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 I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed uh, to be your preacher. I've been so blessed to be your preacher. But I'm here to tell you all, Brother Price is my preacher. Say amen if you can. Yeah, that's my preacher. And Brother Price, boy, he'll, 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 all, he'll always tell you, we know, we'll get to talking. Brother Price, boy, he'll start sharing that word. Brother Price said, you know what, Brother Jones, I don't understand what's going on in folks. You know, got everything. Walking around just, just, just sad. Don't even understand what's going on in these folks. Just blessed all over the place. Can't, can't even see how good they got it going on. And I'm wondering, my brother, how, how does he think that way? He understands that, you know what, that's just some stuff that he got to a place where he like, it don't even matter no more. It don't even matter no more. No, that stuff don't even matter no more. You see, I, I, I remember, I remember 
when I decided I wanted to join the army. I remember when I decided I wanted to join the army. And, and um, you know, if y'all don't know anything about uh, 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 me, uh, if you didn't know anything, I, I was not an ideal high school student. Say amen if you can. I, I, I was not, uh, I, if, any, if any child in here was a knucklehead, I can just say amen because I was one right along with you is all I'm saying. I was one right along with you. And I remember, I remember uh, I played around in high school and, and, and I'm glad I got it together once I got to Southwestern and I'm glad I'm getting it together in this master's degree. But I played around in high school and I remember that I realized that, you know, you done messed up now. Ain't no college going to take you. And my dad is like, if you think you're staying here, I already knew what that was. Yeah, I knew I had to get up out of there. So I knew I, it was me in the Army. And I'll never forget when I decided I got to join the Army. But I realized I've been playing around so much, I don't think I've ever run as far as 10 minutes in my whole life. And I heard if they don't do anything in the Army, they jump, they shoot, and they run. Say, man, if you can, they do that. They do that. I knew I had to get something together. Tim, you know what I'm talking about. I had to get something together. I got to do that. So I realized, well, I got to start getting in shape. And I realized that if I'm going to do this, I got to change some things. Some things got to get cut off. So I decided I was going to join the track team. That's a whole other embarrassing story. I ain't got time for that. Say, man, if you can. I wasn't running for the medals. I was running for the mentality. Say, man, if you can. I just had to get my mind right. That's what I was running for. And I was out there running because I realized if I'm going to make this happen, some things have got to change. Well, I'm telling you that if you want to make the change happen in your life, the difference is not your ability. You can do all things. No, listen to me. The devil needs to stop it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do everything. The question is, are you willing to work with God? How do I work with God? Hebrews chapter 12, you love the word of God, say amen. Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says, therefore, therefore, I love it. The Bible says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, can't force us. Can't make us. Can't demand us. Let us. You got to choose it now. Let us. Nobody can make you do it. Mama fuss at you all the time. You know what you ought to do? And she just doing it because she loves you. But she can't make you do nothing now. You got to decide. Let us, the Bible says. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. See... I like that he says, the phrase I really want you to see is that so easily ensnares us. And what that means is it gets you caught up. It gets you caught up. I remember back in the Army, uh, the, last, the last, last week, you're at week eight of basic training. The last thing you have to do is a 12-mile road march. If you've never done it, say amen is all I can tell you. Uh, but the last thing you got to do, but before you do it, they put you through a combat simulation. So during this time, uh, they really need you to feel what it's like. So during this time, they are really shooting real bullets over your head so that you can you need to get that feel of what that feels like and I'm telling you uh it's one thing to talk about it it's a whole nother thing to be in it is all I'm saying and I'll never forget I'll never forget uh, that they said now it's, it's these barbed wire they got the barbed wire up because they're shooting over your head and they got the barbed wire up because they know if they shoot over your head I mean come on now it's somebody who's going to think I'm scared they want to get up running and pow you done got popped so to keep you from doing that they put barbed wire down now they tell you Pay very close attention. To get through this, you got to learn how to low crawl. Y'all going to make me do it. Y'all going to make me do it. Y'all going to make me do it. Okay, y'all going to make me do it. Okay, y'all going to make me do it. So you get down. Now, crawling, crawling, you know, you, 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 this. This ain't what I'm talking about. No, no. You got you to get all the way down. Like this, right? You got to get all the way down. And you got to start moving like this, right? You got to start moving like this. And the reason why you got to start moving like this is because... What will happen is, is that your bottom, 
will get entangled with the Barbara. Say amen if you can. And if you start crawling like that, you're never going to make it through. If you get that, say amen. So they say, if you want to get, you got to get down low. Low. You got to get low all the way to the flow. Not that low. Stay with me. No, 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 no. Not that low. No, no, no. You got to get low to the flow. And you got to get that low so that you come on now. Stay. Come on now. Come on now. We're doing good. We've been doing so good. Keep your mind. Motivated mind. Come on now. Motivated mind. Motivated mind. He said, you got to get low. And you got to get low. And the reason why you got to get low is because otherwise that stuff's going to get you caught up. So what the Lord is telling us is, you got to realize that there's some stuff that's getting you caught up. And I know, I know, I know, it's hard. I, I, I'm not even going to act, 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 act like I don't understand. It's hard. It's hard. But listen, God wants us to understand. you got to ask yourself, how much is it worth to be on the other side? You see, once you realize the worth of the other side, the sacrifice that God has made for us to enjoy the other side, then it becomes clear that, you know what, stuff's got to get out of my life. Sin has got to get out of my life. I wish I had time. James 4, 17 tells us what sin is. James chapter 4 and verse number 17, the Bible says, if you know what you're supposed to do and you don't do that thing, that's sin. Romans 6 and 23 tells us what, what's going to get you if you keep doing that stuff. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23, the Bible tells us clear as day that we understand that when we start to live in this thing called sin, the Bible tells us that, the, that essentially the wages of sin, we talked about this last week, that's death. You're never going to make it with that stuff. So that's the stuff you got to cut off. That's the stuff you got to get out of your life. But he doesn't just say sin. The Bible also says, wait, I promise y'all I'll be there where you want me after a while. The Bible also says, wait, that's a, that's a mass or a hindrance, the thing that's slowing you down. It may not necessarily be wrong, but it's not keeping you in a space where you can give God your best. You know, some of us have paychecks that aren't a sin, but they're just keeping you. And we have community associations. They're not sinful, but they're keeping you. And we could be giving God so much more if we're just willing to courageously sacrifice those things so that we could give the best of ourselves. If y'all get that, say amen. No, you've got to make up your mind that something's got to go. And when I make up things that have got to go, I've got to have a new goal. I'm not living for that stuff no more. Well, what are you living for? I'm living for the song that says, this world is not my home. I'm just are passing through my treasures are laid up at Bank of America I pick it up at two no 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 that ain't what the song said that ain't what the song said <laughs> some of y'all said amen you must not that you must now this world is not my home I'm just a passing through my treasures all laid up somewhere beyond the blue and I get to that place when I understand that he says let us lay aside every weight the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let's just get the stuff off of us. And y'all, let's run. Let's run, y'all. Let's run the race with endurance, this race that is set before us. How do we do that? Well, you got to get focused on your future. Verse number two, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, y'all, if you got, if you underline anything, underline that word, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down on the right hand of God, right hand of the throne of God. He was willing to go to the cross to be spat upon, beat upon because he understood there was something worth it. He knew, I, I, I just got to keep pressing. It's worth it. I got to keep getting through it. It's worth it. Church, I'm urging you to understand 
people of God. The difference between your ability to start for the Lord and finish for the Lord has nothing to do with your circumstances. As long as we live, we're always going to have challenging circumstances. Has nothing to do with your bank account because that money will be here today, gone tomorrow. But it has everything to do with do you have a mind made up that I have decided to follow Jesus? No turning back. No turning back. Once you get that in your mind, you get to a place where anything can go. And that thing that seemed like it was an undeniable barrier in your life, you'll see that the Spirit will enable you to tear it down. And it will enable you to tear it down because God has given you the strength to press on. If you all get that, say amen. If you're not a child of God, you ought to become one. Best decision I ever made in my life was saying yes to Jesus. You get closer to God by hearing his word, believing God's word to be true. Repenting of your sins, confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Be buried in the watery grave of baptism. Rise to walk a new life. Remain faithful unto death. God promised to give you a crown of life. Maybe just maybe you're here today and in your heart of hearts you know, Lord, I, I, I realize that I've got to get some things cut off. There's some barriers. I, I really want to grow better. And the thing that's hindering me is I'm so focused on this life that I'm not looking at the life that awaits me that's far better than this life. Well, here's the good news. The Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we simply confess our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If anyone needs to respond, we urge you to do so right now as we together stand and sing. Oh, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid. We're somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open doorway, and I can't feel at home in this world anywhere. Oh, Lord, you know, well, I have no friends like well, if heaven's not my will, then Lord, what will the angel from heaven's open door? And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I see our beloved sister is standing. And I'm so honored that she is standing. We definitely want to pray for her. If there are any others that desire prayer, uh, we definitely want to pray for you. Uh, but let's consecrate our mind. Our sister is certainly worthy of this time. Both of our dear sisters standing. Let's lift their names up to God. Y'all pray with me at this time. O most righteous and awesome Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the power of your word. Lord, we thank you for helping us to, to refocus our minds, to, to understand what it took for a man like Abraham to do the amazing things that he did. Lord, I pray for these, my sisters, your daughters, your servants that are standing. Lord, uh, these are light bearers in your kingdom. Uh, and they stand before you with reasons that you know specifically. Lord, I just pray that if there is any sin on their heart that they are desiring redeeming from, Lord, we know that you are faithful and just and we count them forgiven even now. But dear Lord, if they're standing because there is a circumstance or an issue where they need your health, your power, your strength to help them to make it through, Lord, I pray that you'll continue to be that for them. 
Lord, we thank you for all of your goodness, your grace, and your mercy, because we know that if it had not been for you, we don't know where we would be. Bless us and keep us always in your care. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. At this time, we want to prepare our hearts and minds for, to receive uh, communion. Look with, with me, look with me, if you will. Uh, in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul sharing this word in light of the directions that God had given him. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse number 23. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That's this time. Let's bless the bread as we partake it. Lord, we thank you for being so good to us. Lord, we thank you for providing us with the sacrifice of our elder brother, Jesus Christ, the only perfect sacrifice that could atone for our sins. Lord, we thank you for allowing him to go to Calvary's cross on our behalf so that he could pay the price that we certainly in our efforts could never pay. Lord, as we partake of this bread, I pray that we will take it in remembrance of him. Bless us to take it with clean hands and pure hearts. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Take it this time. Verse 25, the Bible says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Let us pray for the cup. Almost righteous and awesome Heavenly Father, bless us as we partake of this cup. This cup that represents the shed blood from your Son on our behalf for the remission of sins in this new covenant. Lord, we pray that as we partake of this, we will do it in remembrance of you with minds and hearts focused on you, Lord. We praise your name, we thank you, and we love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. We now move into the portion known as collection for those who are giving digitally, you can do so on uh, the church app or at the website or by text. For those who are giving physically, as you make your way during dismissal for your set dismissal times, uh, you'll find a trash can on one side of the door, a collection tray on the other, urging you to make uh, your deposits there as you make your way out for whatever manner you wish to give. 
uh, we do share this word concerning the collection. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. Let's bow our heads and let's pray for uh, the funds that we are soon to collect. O most righteous and awesome Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray uh, that you would bless all of these, my brothers and my sisters, your daughters, your sons, your servants who are uh, positioning to give back to you. Lord, you've been so good to us. I pray that, dear Lord, as we give, we would give not uh, grudgingly. We would not give out of necessity, uh, but we would give uh, in a manner that is pleasing and acceptable to you. Lord, we praise your name. We thank you and we love you. These and all prayers we ask in your son Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, we are approaching uh, our conclusion of worship service. We thank every one of you for being out here with us today. Uh, it, is, it is good to see those of you all who are in attendance. Um, I, I, I know that we are at that space where we might need to start thinking about that, that double, double worship service so that we can really get the six feet separation. But nonetheless, we know that God is uh, blessing us, and we thank you so very much for being out here with us on today. Um, in a moment, we'll have our dismissal. Uh, you'll note the depart to serve doors between your sections. Uh, we'll ask sections 2-4.